0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Support for Criminal comes from 1Password. If you're someone who's ever reused an old password, or you just hate creating and keeping track of new ones, then it might be time to try a password manager. One password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. All you have to do is remember one strong account password that protects everything else. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial for you and your family at onepassword.com slash criminal. That's the number one password.com slash criminal for two free weeks. onepassword.com slash criminal.
1: It's Florida. If there's a body of water, there's probably an alligator in it. Or if there's not one right now, there will be really soon.
0: This is Travis Slusher. He works in special ops for the Martin County Fire Rescue on the southeastern coast of Florida.
1: We do everything from high angle rope rescue, confined space, building collapse, trench rescue, um, and dive.
0: How often are you finding yourself diving?
1: I would say we go on roughly probably 12 to 15 calls a year that you're actually in looking for somebody or something, and that could be anything from a person, body parts, weapons. For the police department, we look for guns, knives, whatever, you know, any evidence that they may need.
0: We talked with Travis in a little conference room inside the fire station. He grew up in the Midwest and says he thought moving to Florida would mean beautiful ocean diving, clear views, and warm water. But it didn't turn out like that. Tell me about this most recent time you went diving. Um, just take me through the call and what you had to do.
1: Yeah, so we got hit out for uh, with the sheriff's department to look for body parts. So we got out there. It was about a 15-minute drive. On the way out there, we're getting a game plan of what we're going to do, what patterns we're going to do. Um, what equipment we may need. Um, we arrived on scene, talked to the deputies for a little bit, got a little backstory on it.
0: In March of this year, a biologist was working in what's called the Hungry Land Preserve in Indian Town, Florida, when she saw an alligator swimming along a canal with something in its mouth. And when she looked closer, she realized it was a human arm. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal. Detectives in the Martin County Sheriff's Office were sent to the scene at the Hungry Land Preserve. They didn't know yet if they were looking for a missing person who may have fallen into the water, or if it was a potential homicide investigation.
2: That then resulted in us securing the park for the night, and then the next day began our search for additional human
0: remains. Detective Mark Weaver. We didn't
2: know at this point if... Remains were spread far across the park. If they were all in a meaty area, you know, we weren't sure. Um, so we're searching. We're watching for buzzards. They're, the Vultures are a great indicator. will lead you to, to where human remains are. Um, they're working the sky, and they're better at it than we are and have much better vision. So a lot of times when I'm out looking for remains, I'm actually looking for, for vultures and watching them work. So we're doing that, but we wanted to check the water area right where the alligator was
0: seen. That's when Travis Slusher and a few other divers from the special ops team were brought in. How often have you had to dive with alligators that you're thinking to yourself, oh boy?
1: Uh, a lot. Um, and it's if you don't see them, it's definitely in the back of your mind. Or, you know... If you don't see him, you look over to the right and then you see the sheriff's department standing there with a AR-15 just, you know, watching out to make sure nothing pops up.
0: And has that happened often that you've had a sniper?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, most of the calls that we go on, if we definitely know or see that there's alligators, we get the sheriff's department involved.
2: My job was to stand by with a rifle and hold a position where I could watch for alligators and ensure that these guys weren't attacked by an alligator while they were working in the water.
0: The divers were hoping to find the rest of the body. By this point, they suspected they were dealing with a homicide and had brought in dogs that specialize in finding human remains. One dog focused on a 30-by-40-foot area of the canal.
1: We got the information from the... Uh, Sheriff's Department what we're looking for, you know, whether it was an arm, a leg, torso, head, you know, that the dog hit here and that we're just looking for either remains from human parts or they at that time they didn't know if there was one victim, two victims, three victims, so it's... Really weird, when especially if you know you're looking for body parts compared to just a human. You know, it's a little different to think you're swimming underwater and, all right, am I looking for fingers? Am I looking for an arm, a leg, a head, a torso?
0: So where did you set up?
2: I have a uh, 7 by 16 foot enclosed trailer that I stood on top of the roof of that so I had the best vantage point. My line of fire would not be obstructed by anybody on the bank or anybody on the shoreline because I was so far up above them and I could see farther down the canals looking for any signs of uh, gator activity. If they're swimming quickly, even if they're just under the water, they'll often leave a V pattern of little ripples where kind of like a boat leaving waves. um, Sometimes they'll swim with just their nose out of the water and do that, and then sometimes they'll even be under the water but still leave that V pattern of ripples when they're swimming, if they're swimming quickly. Or if they move in slowly but then they sit down on the bottom or slowly walk on the bottom as they do, that sediment that's on the bottom, all the decomposing vegetation, that's full of decomposing gases. And so as they step on the bottom or touch the bottom, you'll see those little air bubbles coming up from that. So I'm just watching for any of those patterns anywhere around, either direction, as hopefully early indicators if there is an alligator responding. Because if there are human remains, it's a potential food source to an alligator. They are going to fight for that. They are going to protect that. So gators' nature, they want to leave when you're around. So any of them coming in, they're not coming in to just come visit and say hello. They're probably coming in to defend a food source, which is obviously very dangerous when there's divers in the water.
0: And so before you get in the water, you've got the sniper on top. Mark was on top and kind of said, "Okay, all clear. I've got my eyes out. And then you go in.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, and we all did that. We all looked around, make sure we didn't see anything. And then he's there in case something that we missed or the alligator was actually, you know, laying on the bottom. And then we spooked him up or, you know, it was time for him to come up and get some air. But yeah, that's what Mark was there for.
0: And is the, what is it like to get in one of these canals? I mean, is it murky? Is it deep? Can you see?
1: Uh, so the canal we were diving in was about 20 feet deep in the center of the canal. And when you first got in the water, you probably could see maybe four or five feet in front of you. But we're not really looking for stuff in the water column. We're looking for stuff on the bottom. And then the bottom of this canal had about four feet of muck. And so what we're actually doing when we're swimming around looking for stuff is we're submerging ourselves in that muck. So our hands and arms are completely, you know, as far as you can reach down in that muck. And once you disturb that, then it goes black. There's absolutely zero visibility. You're not looking for things anymore. You're feeling for things. So you close your eyes because the water will play tricks on you. If you keep your eyes open, you'll see shadows and stuff like that. So you just close your eyes and all you're doing is feeling and digging in the mud for whatever you're looking for. And, you know, it plays tricks on your mind because not only are there alligators, but then you're looking for a victim to try and find somebody in the water or to, once you find someone in the water, it can be startling, you know, because you can't see. All you're doing is feeling and you feel something and you're like, is that a snake? Is that a victim's arm? Is that the nose of an alligator, a tail of an alligator, an alligator arm? So it's not a job for anybody. It's, you got to have the right mindset.
0: Travis and Detective Mark Weaver couldn't tell us the current status of the investigation, but say it is ongoing. We'll be right back. Thanks to Progressive, For their support. While you're listening to the show, maybe you're also doing something else. Driving, dishes, folding laundry. I listen when I go on walks. If you're not currently driving a car, you could also be getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. Save money right now from your phone. Drivers who switch to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. You can get a quote for your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over the 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts on available in all states and situations. I've tried Factor Meals myself. Lately, I've enjoyed their shredded chicken taco bowl and Thai roasted vegetable green curry. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. You can also pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com phoebe50 and use code Phoebe 50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box. That's code Phoebe 50 at Vectormeals.com slash PHEBE50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box, while your subscription is active. Well, it is 6.17 a.m. and we're in Stewart, Florida. It's July, uh, it's very muggy and very hot already, and uh, we're going to look for alligators. When we talked with Detective Mark Weaver about the Hungryland Preserve case, he invited us to come to look for alligators. Hello, thanks for doing this. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, see if we can find some gators okay, for y'all to see. Okay, good. Well, you tell us what's the best... <laughs> we what's what's met him early in the morning at the yeah, Martin County Sheriff's yeah, Office yeah, in Stewart, Florida, on the eastern coast of the state, about 40 miles north of Palm Beach.
2: Um, uh, right now, we're going to head out to a... We're going to go past a town called Indiantown, and then we're going to head out to a state park called Dupree and uh, look for some gators.
0: He said it was a little harder to find alligators in July. But if we started early, we'd probably have a better shot.
2: Alligators like to be wherever it's warmest. So if the water's warmer than the air, they're often just going to lay in the water. And by nature, they like to avoid people. And they'll quickly duck and just lay under the water. But first thing in the morning is a good time to try catching them laying out on the banks because they're trying to get warmed up in that morning sun.
0: Is it... You know, for someone who is not from Florida or not from the South, an alligator is an oddity. You know, you would people never see alligators or think about alligators, but here in Florida, alligators are kind of part of part of life.
2: Yeah, they're like a bird flying by. They're just there. They're everywhere. Just part of the environment. When I was a kid, we actually had some saltwater crocodiles living in the canals next to where I lived. I remember that. We was swimming and stuff in there. It's crazy. Like. I, sometimes I wonder if my parents even really love me but <laughs> um I remember that and then I it's just some of my earliest memories I remember standing on the canal I was about four or five years old I go to work with my dad and I remember standing on the canal banks and on lunch breaks we would sit there and count them for fun and then I also remember going on a camping trip with Sunday school class in Jonathan Dickinson State Park and uh when we were On a canoe trip, we'd have canoe fights where we'd tip each other out of the canoes and stuff, going up to Trapper Nelson's back in the river. We just got back and life flight flew over and a kid had got out of canoe. What we found out a little bit later is the kid got out of canoe and stepped on what he thought was a log and it was a gator. And unfortunately him and his father, um, his father was playing tug of war with the gator basically and retained the boy, but unfortunately the boy didn't make it.
0: And you had just been there tipping canoes before?
2: Not wisely, yes.
0: Detective Weaver says people frequently call the sheriff's office to report an alligator in their pool or backyard or on a golf course. And he says he's been in many situations, like the Hungryland case, where he's had to stand watch with a rifle in case an alligator is around, making sure divers can safely do their job for covering evidence, weapons, or bodies. There was another time recently... When someone confessed to committing a murder and tried to hide the body by throwing it over a bridge into a canal, Detective Weaver and his team went to recover the body.
2: We were out there recovering it. There was gator trolling 10 feet away. Wanting to, he, he was wary of us because, you know, not used to humans. And so he like, didn't trust us. But he was pretty upset that we were removing the body. Like normally a gator, if, if there's no food involved, a gator sees you, he's going to go the other way. By nature, just duck under the water or swim the other direction. Instead, he swam to us and was too scared to totally come up on us. If we had gotten the water, he would have, I guarantee you. We were on a boat pulling the body up out of the water. If we got in the water, I guarantee he would have kept, because now we're in his environment 100%. He would have been totally comfortable with taking us on at that point. So he just comes right up about 10 feet away and is like not sure to get closer or not because we look like a big threat to him. He doesn't know what we are. Um, so, yeah, he definitely wasn't pleased that we were taking the body.
0: Because that was his potential food source.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. They love things that are decomposing. Um, that they smell it in the water, they smell that scent quite a ways away, they will absolutely respond to that. They take large things like say a deer, they won't consume it right then and there. They'll take that and stuff it underneath a culvert or a log or something like that in the water and let it sit for a couple days and then they'll start dismembering it and consuming it.
0: Do you, do people, you know, uh, hunt alligators? It's
2: one of my hobbies. So for a long time, you couldn't hunt gators in Florida. They had been hunted to almost
0: extinction. The American alligator population reached its lowest numbers in the 1950s. Once they were added to the endangered species list and hunting was banned, they made a comeback so quick it surprised people. In 1979, a spokesman for the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Service told the New York Times, We're up to our ears in alligators. Today, they're no longer considered endangered, and hunting became legal again.
2: When I was, I don't know, in my early 20s or so, is when the law finally changed and you're allowed to start hunting again. And so the state started issuing permits, and they still do. They go out and do gator counts. They'll fly over, have various methods, they do gator counts, and then they... Uh, determine how many permits to issue permits are issued in geographical areas it's very strict so you can only hunt in the geographical area that your permit allows and you're only allowed to take two gators with each permit
0: and do you ever eat alligator meat absolutely yeah i hear it's really good
2: yeah it is it, it can be a little bit tough i cube it up and i tender it with a meat mallet and then uh you know just cook it on the grill like chicken season it Italian dressing, just let it marinate and that's good. It can be a little bit gamey it depends on the uh, alligator's environment if it's a uh, smaller pond alligator it's probably going to be a little less fishy tasting it's going to get raccoons and armadillos and things like that more in his diet. We have what we call uh, deeper water gators like out in Lake Okeechobee if you leave the swamps or even in the swamp edge too but these are big gators that go out and swim in the open waters and they seem to have more of a Fish diet, so you can have a little bit of a seafood taste in them.
0: Alligators as we know them first appeared around 85 million years ago. Alligators were here when the dinosaurs were here, and they were one of the few species to survive the mass extinction when the asteroid hit. Their earliest ancestors have been around for even longer. Paleontologists have found evidence that there are all different kinds, one lived in the ocean and had fins. Another was thought to look kind of like a cross between a crocodile and an armadillo. There is even one which looked more or less just like what we see today, except that it was estimated to be nearly 40 feet long. Do you ever think about how prehistoric this, this, these? I mean, when you look at them, you really think I'm looking at something that's been around for a really long time—a creature.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're so barbaric and tough. They have these cutes on their back, like bone, pieces of bone, square bone, that's just armor. And a 10-footer easy, three, 400 pounds, 300 on the slender side, 400 pounds on the more normal side. And they are nothing but muscle and armor. I mean, absolutely nothing but muscle and armor.
0: Have you ever come close to being bit by one?
2: I don't know, probably. <laughs>
0: but you haven't, you've escaped it.
2: So so far, I've escaped the chompers, yeah.
0: After a while, we turned off the main road. Tell me where we are now.
2: Uh, we just turned into a state park called Dupree. It's tens of thousands of acres, a very large state park.
0: I thought maybe we had arrived and could start looking for alligators. But then we turned again and kept driving onto a narrow gravel road with brush on either side. Well, we are really out here. Getting there. Eventually, we saw a small canal appear, running parallel to the road.
2: I'm yeah, getting into some more. Those are all cypress trees across the way there. Oh, there's a bunch of cypress trees. gonna get out and just look around here quietly and see. See? see.
0: So this is very swampy. At one point. He told us to watch out for water moccasins. Watch for what? Water moccasins. Water, okay. You got that, Susanna? Water moccasins. (laughs) There was very tall, thick grass. It was hard to see where you were stepping. We started walking very carefully toward the water. The canal was a few yards wide, and Detective Weaver was looking at the bank on the other side. I'm looking where there's sunny spots, because that's where they're going to want to be. He pointed out some ripples in the water and said that meant something had just dipped under the water. It sounded louder than a turtle.
2: Yeah, yeah it was probably gator dipping. That's what it sounded like. I guarantee you from here, as far as you can see, there's probably 50 gators. You just can't see them because they're all under the water. You don't know they're there. Let's move on down a little ways. Okay. It's still a little bit early yet as well, so...
0: We kept driving along the canal for a few minutes, watching the bank closely. And then, all of a sudden, we saw something. There's one laying straight across. I see it.
2: I think you just dipped behind those bushes. Don't shut your door. You can open it, just don't shut it. Okay,
0: we won't shut it. Well, he was really big. Yeah, he's laying right there. Come over to me. Look at him straight
2: ahead. See him looking at us? See him in
0: the water? Look right through. Oh, I see him. him? He's big. He's not big. Oh, okay. How big do you think he is? Seven Seven or eight feet. Nine to ten is when they start getting really thick. Pretty soon, we saw another alligator on the bank. This time, we were quiet enough and didn't scare it off.
2: He's behind those bushes and he doesn't see us right now. He doesn't know we're here. Right now, it's like you having your morning cup of coffee. He's just trying to relax and not be bothered.
0: Oh, he's moving. There he goes. Oh, I see him. He's coming right towards us.
2: Dip down, come closer, and then pop back up right in front of you, too. Like if if there was a deer drinking right here, he'd dip down, come right across, and then pop out right out of the water in front of him.
0: So he's probably, what would you say, 20 feet from us? Yeah.
2: 15? 20, 20, 30 feet. But but he was interested when he heard the sticks. As soon as he saw us, he went, oh, that's not food. I don't know what that is. I'm staying over here where it's
0: safe. Wow. You'd never know he was there. So they're very sound sensitive.
2: They're sound sensitive, and again, they're very shy. I mean, as soon as he knew we were around, what do he do? He jumped right in the water. That's their nature. Now, it's different if you confront them in the water, because that's where they're comfortable at, and that's their home. But even in the water, their nature is to avoid people.
0: Oh, there's a big one. Yep, yep. So that's a big one. A and what if- is this one right here? That's not one's head, is it? Yeah, yep, that's the one right there. That's his head.
2: It's his nose to the left, and you come back and see his eyes. The distance between the nose and the eyes is, what, about five, six inches? Yep. So he's about five or six foot. Whatever the inches is between their nose and their eyes is about how many feet they are. I've not found a gator yet that's not consistent, except for ones that have had their tail laid off.
0: Wow. So we're really in the thick of it now.
2: Oh, that's what I told you. I mean, the whole,
0: they're everywhere. You just don't, you don't
2: realize it. There's two I've seen right down through there, and there's one laying in the water. There's three. Spotting gators is kind of like uh, somebody that's addicted to playing the lottery for me. I just want to go a little bit farther. Just one more, just one more time. Just a little bit more around the next corner
0: at the end of the day we learned a lot about alligators an alligator can bite through steel it is one of the strongest bites of any living animal second only to saltwater crocodiles their eyes glow in the dark they reflect back red when light hits them they're fast by some accounts reaching 35 miles per hour They've been known to climb trees and climb over tall barbed wire fences. A couple of years ago, one walked into a woman's house in Clearwater, Florida.
1: I'm sorry, is it in your house? Yes. Okay, you said it's in, it's your, huge. It's in your kitchen?
0: Yes. No one was hurt and the alligator was safely captured, but several bottles of the homeowner's wine were smashed. Well, I don't know why he wanted my red wine, but he got my red wine The good stuff.
2: Are you mad about the wine?
0: Yes. Alligator attacks are rare. Attacks that result in death are incredibly rare. In Florida, an estimated 26 since 1948. But non-fatal attacks happen every year.
3: I think it started with me watching Steve Irwin growing up. I just wanted to be like Steve Irwin. But something that a alligator wrestler told me before I got bit was, you never know how one second with that animal, one wrong second, can change your life.
0: In May of 2021, Jeffrey Heim was diving in the Mayaka River near Tampa, Florida.
3: So I put on my wetsuit and mask and fins and snorkel and everything at the river bank and everything's calm. It's a nice day, no wind, nobody around the river um, except for a couple people that kayaked by and, and they saw me getting ready with my dive stuff and they were like, you're really getting in the water? I said, yeah.
0: He was looking for megalodon shark teeth, shark teeth that are anywhere between 2 million and 20 million years old some as big as seven inches long. He'd been to the Mayaka River several times and usually had luck finding teeth there.
3: It's considered a blackwater river, which means you have to have a light to be able to see. And even with the light, you got to be close to the bottom, the river bottom, to be able to see anything that you're looking for. Um, it's not that deep there. It's about 8 feet to 15 feet, but either way, it's, the biggest challenge is the darkness, Um, There's been one time in that river where I was just down for several hours and I came up and I realized it was nighttime and I had no idea because the water's that dark. There's no difference between night and day when you're down there. So I slip in the water, I go out to the middle and I drop down, I just see sand, sand, sand and I'm looking for gravel where the fossils are. Um, So I swim under, I keep seeing sand and I start heading to the bank. And I go down uh, and up a couple times. And then I take one last drop. And then I, I just got rocked.
0: We'll be right back. thanks to 1Password for their support. It can be annoying to create so many new, unique passwords with arbitrary numbers, symbols, and letters every time we need one. And then once we've created one that works, we have to try to keep track of it and not reuse it anywhere else and not choose anything that's easy to guess or remember. 1Password can take care of all of that for you. 1Password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. It uses industry-leading security to bring private, secure, and user-friendly password management to everyone. With 1Password, you just need to remember one strong account password that protects everything else. It's a great way to keep things organized and private, so you'll no longer need to keep tabs on a bunch of long, convoluted passwords or reuse the same one ever again. Join the millions of users and over 100,000 businesses who trust OnePassword's award-winning password manager. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial for you and your family at onepassword.com slash criminal. That's the number one password.com slash criminal for two free weeks. Onepassword.com slash criminal.
3: Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Visit amazon.com slash prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping and get all of our latest coverage at popsugar.com slash juntos con amor Johanna. I felt like I got hit with a boat It came out of nowhere, no warning completely behind me. And it was just so much force. I thought it was a huge boat with its propeller just slamming into me going 50 miles an hour. Then next thing you know, I'm at the top of the water, and I look, and there's an alligator in front of me, and we're looking at each other, and she's staring at me, but I don't have any pain. I don't hear anything out of my left ear, and I feel the right side of my head, something's wrong, so I reach behind it and touch it with my hand, and I feel my hair sideways, like Sticking out horizontally, which was I was like, that's bad. And I looked at my hand. It was covered in blood I was like, okay, that's really bad And then she lunges at me and I back away Uh, She just lunges and then stops and we both stop and we look at each other and then she really lunges at me A lot more aggressively the second time and I back away a lot quicker uh, The second time and I'm like I got to get out of here and my left ear is like ringing Uh, still no pain, and I climb out of the water, and the bank's like six, seven feet high, so I climb up out of that.
0: There was a restaurant not too far from where Jeffrey Heim had gotten in the water, and a couple happened to be walking to their car in the parking lot. Jeffrey was able to get their attention. They called 911 and started wrapping Jeffrey's head with a bandage using a first aid kit from the restaurant. And there must be a lot of blood that's You must be bleeding a lot.
3: A lot, but I can't see it. I just know it's happening. I feel it. There's a lot of blood. And I'm tired. I'm about to pass out. And that's where I thought I was really going to die.
0: Jeffrey called his parents and told them what had happened. He says he almost passed out a few times. But the couple sitting with him kept him awake. Eventually, an ambulance arrived. He remembers, joking with the EMTs, he still didn't feel any pain. What were your injuries?
3: I had a skull fracture in my temple, 34 staples in my head, um, and then three puncture wounds in my wrist, which they which became infected over the next couple of days. My hand swelled up like a balloon because the bacteria, not only in that river, but in the gator's mouth, are very dangerous and. I had everything go inside my wounds, no doubt, because I was underwater.
0: So the alligator's jaws basically kind of went around part of your head.
3: Yeah, the side and the top of my head. There's a that circular—it's a half-circle shape on my head. You can see the snout.
0: After several days in the hospital, Jeffrey was able to return home. He's been diving in the Mayaka River— a couple of times since. He's been careful to take precautions, like never diving alone. Do you think alligators are misunderstood at all?
3: Yeah, I mean, all apex predators I think are. They're, and I don't mean to have any of this uh, scare people from alligators. I think we should respect them. We should never kill them outside of what's legal. They are an important part of our ecosystem, but I think the respect and the understanding of their role in the environment is important. So it shouldn't be as much of a fear as it is a respect.
0: We asked Detective Mark Weaver what advice he had for dealing with alligators.
2: Don't walk your dog near the water's edge, first of all. They love dogs, that's a little snack. And gators will hunt by laying under the water right near the edge of a pond or a canal and they can launch five six feet out of the water's edge easily and you can't see down in the water usually the sun's glaring on it the water is murky and you don't realize that six inches under the water they're laying right there and they can see out perfectly fine so walking right next to the water's edge is not a wise idea Otherwise, it'd be rare that a gator's coming towards you. The, the only time a gator's coming towards you is if it's been used to people and being fed by people, which is one of the main reasons it's highly illegal to do that. And what you do when you illegally feed a gator is you essentially give that gator a death sentence because eventually somebody's gonna call that in and law enforcement is gonna come out, fishing game, and see that that gator's coming right up to them, coming towards them, looking for a handout. And that type of aggression unfortunately we have to deal with and so they're gonna end up removing and euthanizing that gator uh, you know so that people don't get
0: hurt the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission runs something called the statewide nuisance alligator hotline residents are encouraged to call the hotline if they see an alligator over four feet long and feel like it's a threat to people pets or their home The hotline will then send a trapper out to help remove the alligator. But they also advise, if an alligator isn't threatening you, just leave it alone. Criminal is created by Lauren Spohr and me, Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Samantha Brown, and Libby Foster. Our technical director is Rob Byers, engineering by Russ Henry. Julian Alexander makes original illustrations for each episode of Criminal. You can see them at thisiscriminal.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at criminal show and Instagram and TikTok at criminal underscore podcast. Criminal is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal.